Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. And welcome back to Coast to Coast. George Norrie with you, special guest for us this hour. Of course, our expert on the Internet, Lauren Weinstein, who, of course, appears with us quite regularly in our news segments, but we've got him for the full hour. We will take calls with Lauren at the half as well, many of you interested in this kind of technology. Lauren, of course, has been involved with the development of the Internet for decades. He began his involvement in the early 70s at the first site of the Internet's ancestor, the Defense Department's uh, site and Lorne is an expert regarding a wide range of privacy issues as well in addition to artificial intelligence and everything else and his website is vortex.com linked up at coasttocoastam.com. Lorne, looking forward to this. Welcome. Thank you, George. It's always a pleasure to be here for the long form. Exactly. I want to thank you, by the way, for your many appearances during our news segments because they are just so poignant, straight on, and they just give us a lot of information. It's, it's always my pleasure. All right. I want your reaction to Russia. Looking, yeah. like, looking like they're going to clip the Internet as a test, but I think there's something bigger afoot here. Yeah, I'm, I'm in the school of thought that, that thinks their, uh, their main interest is being able to control their own, their own population, their own Internet users, yep. and, and to be able to uh, control the sources of information, or try to control, anyway, the sources of information that their citizens and, and, and their population can access outside of the, outside of the control of, of Putin's government. They are looking at what has been going on in Hong Kong in the Chinese situation, and I don't think they want it to happen in Russia. Yeah, I, I think we can be sure of, we can be sure of that. And and uh, even though uh, Russia does not have uh, the same level of control over their internet uh, in a global in a global sense uh, that as China does, China really has an iron fist on it. Uh, I, I think Russia is is clearly moving in that direction. And and uh, even if they are not censoring quite the same way that China is, I, I think they would very much. Uh, I think that Russia would very much like to have the ability to uh, pull a switch, basically, push a couple of buttons, uh, click the mouse a couple of times, and, and uh, be operating on an internal intranet, an internal internet that uh, was under completely under their control. Technically, can they do that? I mean, is it possible? Because what well, about smartphones? Won't smartphones get through all that and bypass it? Well, not, not, it, it, it's a question of, of how, the, how the internet is, is, is structured. Uh, the, you know, way, the way China's done it is they have it, uh, they have it very centrally controlled, and, and if you have central government control, you're essentially controlling all the ISPs, and if you control all the ISPs, you have... You have the ability to throttle to throttle traffic or, or to block it, Russia can do basically the same thing within the context of the way their internet is is structured. And and if phones are connecting to their mobile networks or to Wi-Fi network uh, Wi-Fi networks that are cable based or whatever, uh, they're going to go through those same channels. Now, the one there's a big exception to this, though, of course. And it's going to become a bigger and bigger exception as time goes by, and that's going to be satellite-based services. How, how will that work? Well, that, it's, that's going to be very interesting because we have all these, I mean, there's going to be thousands and thousands of satellites, low-orbit satellites, uh, that are going to be uh, providing Internet service of one sort or another. How well it's really going to work is, is yet to be seen. How expensive it'll be is, is, is still an open question. But there's a bunch of companies now working on this and, and actually launching. Now, one assumes that what will happen is that they will they will have to make agreements with with various countries not to provide services over those countries you know under certain conditions or or possibly ever but you know where there's a will there's a way 
And, and there's uh, probably always going to be ways that people, you know, in countries like China and Russia and, and Iran or wherever, if they really want access to the Internet and are willing to risk what's going to happen if they get caught, which in some of those countries can be very serious indeed, uh, you know, they could probably find some, some way to communicate to the outer world. Lauren, what's your thoughts about Amazon shares dropping seven percent because of a uh, sluggish uh, projections? Yeah, it's kind of it, it, it's kind of interesting. Uh, what that means in the in the long run is is, is kind of hard to say because there's always these kinds of ups and downs and, and, and those kinds of prices. But it's certainly clear that the uh, mainstream retailers, uh, you know, like Best Buy and, and like Walmart have been rapidly building out their own retail, uh, online retail operations. And, and they have a certain advantage that isn't talked about a lot that, that Amazon doesn't have. Amazon can deliver stuff really fast, but having those physical stores around is, is very convenient to people. I, I mean, if they want to just get it immediately, they can drive over there and pick it up within an hour. If they want sure. to return something, it, it's easier um, some of these, uh, some of them are now offering their own same day and next day delivery services. Um, so, so Amazon, you know, is, is clearly the 800-pound gorilla in this space. Uh, but you know, there is competition ramping up, and it'll be very interesting to see what happens. Lots of hacking still going on. What the heck is is is, is happening in this world? <laughs> well, you know, with, people are always looking for an angle, right? They are. I mean, you know, when you when you think about it, hacking, you know, computer hacking is is just sort of a very, you know, and I, I mean, you know, and I'm talking about black hat hacking. There was a time when the word hacking, when the word hacker, did not have any any uh, illicit uh, associations with it back in the early days. That that term hacking has has kind of been um, kind of warped over the years, and and now seems is always kind of associated with illegal things. But of course, people have always been trying to find ways to to uh, you know make a quick buck, and, and it was uh, you know over the phone, over the internet, over the internet and the phone. You know, it, it's 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 part of of the human condition and human nature. What's the big issue you're looking at these days uh, in the computer world? Well, one of the things that's going on right now that's kind of kind of interesting, and it, it ties in with uh, encryption and and all kinds of other things, is that uh, cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. Bitcoin in particular has been really been taking a hit lately in it in its price and and, and that and it goes and it goes up up and down too but there are signs that uh, the the entire concept of cryptocurrencies is is starting to unravel a bit it's waning isn't it well uh, you know you know we we have to kind of separate cryptocurrencies from blockchain which is kind of the underlying technology and blockchain has kind of always been the the uh, solution in search of problems. I, I mean, I have really yet to see a, a, a problem that would be better solved by blockchain than through some conventional technology that's, that's better understood. But a lot of the reasons people have been using things like Bitcoin, uh, you know, first off, you know, for a while there, it's, it was a way to, you know, get rich quick, right? I mean, you would just sit there on the computer and it would grind away and generate Bitcoins. But as time goes by, that's gotten more and more difficult, and, and the amount of electricity that gets used trying to generate bitcoins now is the reason that these bitcoin farms are located where there's you know where there's relatively cheap electricity, where there's hydroelectric sources and things like that. Uh, it's, it's still a, a real waste of, of electricity, one way or the other. But the other thing about this is that bitcoin has kind of been associated with illicit activities, right? 
Mm-hmm. Um, it's because it was it was considered to be and is generally considered to have been an anonymous mechanism for buying things. But what's happening now is is even well, there's a couple things happening. One is advances in in uh, breaking encryption are are moving along quite rapidly. They're not really in play yet for Bitcoin, but as the years go by, that's going to become more and more of an issue. But there turn out there are other ways that authorities have found their way into these Bitcoin transaction chains. And uh, just very recently, just within the last, I guess, week or so, the largest uh, dark web global child exploitation ring was brought down by government agents, apparently by tracing and, and decrypting, uh, unraveling, I should really say, unrolling the uh, Bitcoin uh, transactions that people were using to pay for those services. And then, of course, we have Facebook's uh, Libra plans, right? We've, we've talked about that a little. As a matter of fact, Zuckerberg was uh, on Capitol Hill talking about this again. I think they're losing support for this. Yeah, yeah. I, that's, that's, putting it, that's putting it lightly and politely. <laughs> uh, they, they are getting it. They're, they're taking it from all sides now on, on this one. Uh, the U.S. government, the U.S. politicians are, are yelling at them about it. Uh, other countries, the EU is upset about it. A bunch of their high-profile partners have already pulled out before it even got started. They've recently pulled out, and and if I had to place a bet, I would, you know, if I was a betting man, which I'm not, I, I would say that the odds of of Libra launching, in any sense of uh, any sense that compares with what it was supposed to look like, would would now seem to be be pretty low. I, I, I suspect Facebook may want to just cut their losses on that, or or change what it is in some significant way that avoids most of these problems. Why did they even think about this in the first place? Money. <laughs> you know, profit. Trying to find new new opportunities. I mean, in general, remember that, that the, uh, you know, any, any, any uh, service that depends on advertising has to adapt to the changing dynamics of, of the advertising market, and, and it's clearly more difficult now than it was years ago. So Facebook is is looking for other revenue sources, other profit centers. Um, it, it seems to me that that given all the bad publicity that Facebook has had in, in the recent past, cryptocurrency would not seem to be one of those things you would you would you would go after where you would expect to have everybody cheering. I, exactly. I mean, it, it seems like a kind of problematic choice. But I don't attempt to, you know, read or understand Mark Zuckerberg's mind. So. Well, we saw what happened with Twitter today because of a software glitch. Their advertising took a tumble over the last quarter. I mean, uh, you know, something's going on here. Yeah. Well, adver- adver- the, the the internet advertising space is is getting tougher. I, I mean, that much is is for certain, and that cuts across cuts across everywhere. And so, uh, you know, smart companies are going to be looking for other. Other revenue sources to to make up to make up for the difference there. So so I think that's logical, but you know one hopes that you that they come up with ideas that aren't going to be, you know, panned the way the way Libra has been. I mean, when I heard that when I first heard that Facebook was going to do cryptocurrency, I, I kind of sat here and went, boy, that's that's a really odd choice. It seems to me maybe they know something I don't. But given the reaction, the, the negative reactions, and again having their own many of their own partners pull out already. Major, major partners. Uh, that that kind of puts a, a damper on the whole thing. And doesn't it also contribute to the uh, thoughts that Facebook is a monopoly and they're taking over too many things? Well, not, you know, monopoly is not the word I use. I, I, I mean, there, there's 
you still have a lot of choices on the internet. You know, the, the the choice that you really don't have on the internet in any practical way usually is your local ISP choices. They're usually very limited if you have any choice at all. You know, in terms of one cable company, one telephone company, sometimes only one of them offers high-speed service, sometimes none of them do. If you're not near a cellular carrier, cellular sure. data tends to cost a lot more. Uh, so that's really where the where the kind of monopoly sensibility is. For these other firms, uh, you know, that, that that do these other things, there's there still are a lot of choices. Uh, you know, clearly there's a lot of, uh, you know, there's a lot of power because uh, you know they have so many people that like to use their services, and and no matter how much uh, negative things are said about Facebook, for example, there's a lot of people who every day spend a lot of time with Facebook, and, and no one holds, you know, no one forces them to do that. No one, no one says you you have to do that. They do it because they want to, or they feel that they need to. I'm still uh, just in awe over the way ads will pop up based on what you've been looking at in the past. They find you, they remember you, and they hunt you down. Well, it's about, you know, and, and the thing is that those ad networks, the, you know, the, ad, the way the ad, works, ad networks work is that they, they're not, it, it's not as if the data is being sold to the advertisers. The advertisers in these systems will not know who you are unless you click on an ad right you know they're they're doing it based on on anonymous matching of tokens and things like that it it it, it concern you know it, it's creepy to some people a lot of people like it i mean the the argument has always kind of been which do you you know if you assume you're going to have to pay somehow and you're going to pay through advertising in this case because most people don't want to pay with real money. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.